0: Everyone relax. This is Up. I'm Charlie Clawson. I'm Will Anderson. Hello, and thank you for watching. Uh, we made a prediction when we were banking all those episodes uh, about, you know, which celebrity is going to die, and we got oh so close. You uh, flooded the idea of Kanye West mm-hmm. potentially dying. Mm-hmm. Coolio, in fact, physically died. Yeah. And then, uh, yay, um, killed his career. I mean, in retrospect, we are recording these a couple of weeks in advance as well, so we can't be entirely <laughs> certain that yay has made it this far, I reckon. Uh, pretty good guess in retrospect. I mean, did you see this happening? Coolio going or no, yay losing his mind? Yay losing
1: his mind. Well, I mean, there's been signs it was going this way for a while, hasn't there? That's It wasn't completely out of the blue. But- I didn't pick that by the end of the year he would be appearing on TV shows in a full-face balaclava pointing out that Hitler and the Nazis had some good ideas. No,
0: I don't think I did. That's weird too. Like, like is he aware that Hitler didn't like black people as well as Jews? Like, did that – has he missed that part in his research? I feel like he hasn't done a lot of research.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I feel like his, his plans – are uh, not uh, entirely well thought out. I mean, the truth of it is, when it comes to Kanye, that should we be giving him attention? It feels like he's somebody who is in the middle of a massive,
0: it feels like breakdown, right? when Charlie Shane went mm. through his Tiger Blood era and there was like this kind of delighted horror, horrid horrified fascination with watching this mental breakdown. And yeah, I think it's the same ethical question. is like this is clearly someone who needs help. Should we really be airing these thoughts or giving them serious consideration rather than, you know, turning into like entertainment? I mean, even the fact that we are recording this
1: a couple of weeks out and I'm not entirely sure he will be alive when this episode comes out. Like that's, that's what it feels like to me. It feels like somebody that you go, this could end – really really badly and I don't know what our like ethical or moral obligation is is as consumers because like Kanye is clearly somebody who has lived his entire life in the media and at the extremes of the media you know even when he was like like a hip-hop producer it was all about him being the greatest hip-hop producer of all times and yeah these sort of things and he obviously married into the most famous family on the planet and you know so so much of his life has been lived out for our consumption and for our entertainment. So in some ways it feels completely natural that this next step of it, I mean, you know, like I mean it's funny that we kind of forget that he ran for president. Well, and he's running <laughs> for president. I mean the idea that he's going to make it to 2024 is optimistic <laughs> at best, I think, but, you know, like it, these things happen so quickly now and, and things are so extreme in the cycle of media that we're in, that any of these one things that in the past would have been a massive cause of concern, you talk about Charlie Sheen and the, you know, winning Tiger Blood, that was just one thing. And in a way it almost like, I mean, it kind of did, you know, destroy his entire career. I mean, there was other things involved like, you know, with that, but it it pretty much did. Whereas Kanye has a procession of those style of things and, it's just one after the other. I think we live in a world now where it's just like you you forget that, you know, it was only months ago that he was like, you know, locking people in stadiums for
0: three days at a time and charging them like $2,000 for a t-shirt or whatever. I mean, could you get to a point where, just say something did happen to him and, and he did die, where he becomes a martyr for like right-wing movements like Nazis? Like could it be that oh. – could we in a bizarre situation where the death of a black man like is considered martyrdom for like alt-right causes? I mean you could, right? Because you see like there are a lot of people who are rushing because that – so he did this appearance a couple of weeks back on oh. um, uh, a Tim Pool's podcast where he, you know, stormed out. And Tim Pool's like a, you know, right-wing pundit. And Timple gave like the most gentle of like pushbacks to, you know, his his talk around Hitler. And in the comments though, his audience were like, but yeah, he has a point. <laughs> like, yeah, he has a point. And you're like, oh my goodness. <laughs> like it wasn't so much the media apparatus sort of, you know, who are, who are kind of supporting him, but it's more the kind of the alt-right who are empowered in the comment section and, you know, have been empowered on social media for a long time now. But isn't that – I mean,
1: what you're saying is at the heart of what the problem is, isn't it? That they. Kanye is actually the sort of person they hate. They only like him because
0: he's saying the sort of things that they want to hear. Yeah. The enemy of my enemy is my friend. Mm. Yes. But,
1: But in any other situation, like a black man like Kanye, a rich black man, a black man in the entertainment industry would be the absolute enemy of the people that are currently saying he's making some good points.
0: Well, someone was saying to me though, that I, can't, I don't know if it was Kanye, but there was another kind of controversial um, black figure who was like, well, no, what he does have stuff in common with white supremacists. Cause they both believe in like, like separation between races, they want one wants a white ethno state, one wants like you know like a black ethno state, or whatever it is. Like they actually do have a common cause, which is like we don't want intermixing, we don't want mingling, we don't want multiculturalism. We want separation. You stick to your turf, we'll stick to our turf.
1: So yeah, I guess what you're saying is in a way is correct in that they're saying that everyone should stay
0: in their lane, stay in their lane, yeah. and we can all agree we don't like the Jews. That's yeah. basically it, isn't it? That's the comment. If we had to agree on something, (laughs) which won't be a lot, that can be the one thing.
1: Common ground. We've found some common ground. Everyone stays in their own place and we all hate the Jews. We had to sacrifice one group of people (laughs) and we've decided it's
0: the Jews. I mean, isn't it weird too that like after so much kind of – I mean the Indiana Jones films themselves uh, like have done so much to kind of demonise Nazis and like – we thought growing up in the 80s that we'd all agreed there were certain things that were bad, <laughs> there were certain things that were okay to hate and beat up on screen because we're like, yeah, these guys, that they're a very hissable villain, followed by – in the 80s, it was South Africans. Like in the way movies represent, Nazis were the worst and then a set down that were South Africans. And so, then
1: indistinguishable Middle Eastern, Middle Eastern people. <laughs> yeah.
0: And now we're at a point with Top yeah. Gun Maverick where it's like, we won't even show yeah. you the enemy. It yeah. can be whoever you want it to be. Yeah. You just project. They're foreigners of <laughs> some kind. <Yeah. laughs> it's actually a real like, professional wrestling attitude to a heel, isn't it? It's like you can literally create a heel in wrestling called, he's yeah. the foreigner, Boom. <laughs> yeah. What country is he from? Doesn't matter. He's just not from America. He's from
1: Forestan. <laughs> yeah.
0: He's a Forestan. His food Danny. smells weird, and, he's and he and he has a beard.
1: Boom. He, he likes different things to us.
0: <laughs> Boom. He speaks a different language. <laughs> he I doesn't don't celebrate understand the same he holidays said. as us. <laughs> he <laughs> makes <laughs> me
1: feel stupid. Damn you, Forest Danny. <laughs>
0: yeah, forest Danny. <laughs> Uh but that that's kind of um it obviously hasn't worked. Like who would have thought that we'd be back in this 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 spot all over again?
1: I mean, I didn't even like again, I don't I don't like I don't want front road seats and this is part of the joy of not being on social media is that it doesn't you know get forced upon you, you know, like, you know, you see all these things half by accident and like, so I haven't even seen what were the good points that he thought that Hitler had? Do, is, is there any, did you, uh, no. cause I, I, mean, cause I, I, I saw that he said that Hitler and the Nazis yeah, had some good
0: points. They were doing some things right. It was do you know what well, those things? Actually, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's that classic talking point. So it's like mm. he built highways and the trains ran on time and all that mm. kind of stuff. That's that. That was I saw him on Alex Jones. Like when Alex Jones is coming across as the well-adjusted, reasonable one. <laughs> <that> gets-
1: <laughs> okay, what does Kanye think the Nazis did? He hit, think Hitler did well. Um. All right, from the Washington Post. Yeah, this will work. Uh, rapper Ye, fam, formerly known as Kanye West, continued his anti-Semitic uh, – oh, no, yeah, uh, uh, blah, 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 on Alex Jones's show in which he repeatedly praised Nazis and Adolf Hitler. Specifically, Ye said, I like Hitler. <laughs> okay, controversial. Um, I love Jewish people, but I also love Nazis. <laughs> well... There's, loves good, everyone. there's good people on both sides, right? Yeah. I see good things about Hitler, he claimed, like Hitler's invention of highways and microphones. Now there's a note here from the Washington Post, which seems like a good note um, here. Hitler did not invent highways or microphones. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um, Hitler, as leader of the Nazi Party. Why I, would he? Yeah, yeah, I mean, it makes no sense. The man famously known for shouting all of his speeches, why would he need a microphone? Well, that's why. He was like, my, my throat is so sore. Like, I've got these massive rallies and I can't get to them. We
1: need a highway. Firstly, Hitler might have been the guy who invented it's my way or the highway, I think, rather than highways themselves. Uh, Hitler, as the leader of the Nazi Party, oversaw the murder of six million Jews and countless others he deemed inferior to pure, pure Germans including Polish, Roma and Sinti people, gay people and people with disabilities. There was another group that Hitler targeted that Ye may be less familiar with, black people. Hitler thought black people were inferior and dirty. Black Germans were sent to concentration camps, black children were forcibly sterilised, and African-American and African-French prisoners of war were often subjected to worse treatment by German captors. Yeah. So, yeah, probably not. (laughs) Probably not a great
0: guy, I'm gonna say. Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever seen that Norm MacDonald sketch where he's like looks up Hitler as if he's never heard who he is before? And he's like, Oh, look at this guy. Yeah, snappy dresser. Oh, he's got like magnetic presence. No, oh, Snappy haircut, dark eyes. Uh-oh. <laughs> Did you know about this? <laughs> World War One, World War II. Um, well, this article came out in uh Science Alert this week. Hold out, humans! A chilling glimpse into our future if we survive another million years. Okay, <laughs> we, we won't. So done. good, good news. <laughs> good news. We won't. Narrator <laughs> voice. We won't. Uh, this is by, and it's funny because it sounds like he, it should be Andy Sandberg, but his name is Anders Sandberg. <laughs> Who I imagine is like some like Scandinavian researcher, the Scandinavian like Andy journalist? Sandberg, Anders Sandberg, <laughs>
1: <laughs> Anders Sandberg.
0: Uh, So he says that most species are transitional. Who is Anders Sandberg before we take his opinion to heart? Anders Sandberg um, is a James Martin Research Fellow, Future of Humanity Institute at Oxford Martin School, University of Oxford. So he's a bloody smarty pants at Oxford University. Most species are transitionary. They go extinct, branch into new species, or change over time due to random mutations and shifts. A typical mammalian species can expect it to exist for about a million years. So modern humans, homo sapiens, have been around for? Uh, I
1: believe, if if the Bible has not lied to me, about 2,000 years. (laughs) That's
0: correct. (laughs) (laughs) Times that by about 150, uh, uh, 300,000 years. So what will happen if we make it to a million years? Science fiction author H.G. Wells was the first one to realize that humans could evolve into something very alien. In his 1883 essay, Man in the Year Million, he envisioned what's now become a cliche, big brains, tiny bodies. Later he speculated that humans could also split into two or more new species. While Wells' evolutionary models have not stood the test of time, the three basic options he considered still hold true. We'll We'll either go extinct... Will turn into several species or will change. What's your money on, Will? Uh, extinct. I can will change. Add in the ingredients that we have bi- biotechnology that could greatly increase the prob- prob- probability of each of them. Well, isn't that good? <laughs> like, we're not working on a solution where we're working on one that could just lead to one of these three outcomes, including extinction. Foreseeable future technologies such as human enhancement, which is making ourselves smarter, stronger or in other ways, better, using drugs, microchips, genetics, or technology. There's also brain emulation, which is uploading our consciousness to computers, or AI, um, which may produce technological forms of new species not seen in biology. It's impossible to predict the future perfectly, Will.
1: Yeah, no shit. Says Um, Anders. (laughs) Says Anders, says Captain Obvious Anders Sandberg. (laughs)
0: It depends on fundamentally random factors, ideas, and actions, as well as currently known technological and biological limits. But it is my job, as Anders Sandberg, not the comedian <laughs> from the hilarious group <laughs> The Lonely Island, that I think most likely the uh, the case is vast uh, speciation when a spe- species splits into several others. There are many among us who want to improve the human condition, slowing and abolishing aging, enhancing intelligence and mood, and changing bodies, potentially leading to a new species. These visions, however, leave many cold. How do you feel about like specifying cold? Yeah. Okay. So
1: this is I mean Elon Musk has announced this week that is you know the yeah, the chip in the head might be available as soon as next year although I think you know we're meant to be living on Mars in three years according to his plans as well and also Twitter's probably still going to be in business you know he says (laughs) a lot of things Elon Musk is my point but he did say he was going to put one of those chips in his own brain so this is I mean there are so many rich people who are trying to hack the future like particularly because rich people want to live forever because life's good for rich people and of course they want to keep living but yeah I mean I I don't know how realistic these things are. I think that AI seems to be a little bit more realistic than people who are just going to biohack themselves, but I think that extinction is the most likely of the scenarios. So I'm going to say cold and then freezing cold and then boiling hot.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It is plausible that even if these technologies become as cheap and ubiquitous as mobile phones, some people refuse them on principle and build their self-image on being normal humans. In the long run, we should expect the most enhanced people generation by generation or upgrade after upgrade to become one or more fundamentally different post-human species and the species of holdouts declaring themselves a real humans. Do you think you have any moral superiority in this post-human like human 2, 2.0 world? If you are like authentically 100% human, do you hold any moral superiority? Oh, I think there'd be some people who think that they are morally superior, but the majority of people who aren't
1: interconnected aren't doing it for reasons of moral superiority. It's the huge percentage of the human population that are just too poor. Like it's a very first world thing that we're talking about here. There are huge parts of like, you know, the developing world that aren't connected to technology because that technology isn't available and they don't have the funding or the resource or the power or any of those sort of things that would connect them to these things. So the majority of the population is still not going to be hooked up to this futurism. It's only going to be the richest parts of it. The the thing that I find the most interesting is – there used to be this idea that you had to make something to be you know immortal. There was this idea that you know, if you made art or built a bridge or a building or like you know created something, that was the way that you could live on. whereas now, like everyone can be famous. you know everyone can broadcast, everyone can record their life. it can live on forever. whether anyone would be interested in you know looking back over your Instagram feed or like you know whatever you recorded or whatever is a different thing. but even just with us in the podcast, like I was talking to an Australian guy who works in this area and they've been working on being able to, one of the things they did was came up with this basically like an, an AI where somebody could have a conversation with their dead grandmother, right? And it was just kind of programmed with like things that that person had said and then the program runs it so that you could actually literally have a conversation with them. But clearly the more information they have about how someone would answer a question or like the way that they would speak, the more likely it is to be able to use that algorithm. Like we've already done like thousand hours of podcasting. We've answered every question in every way and you could get a realistic sense of, you know, who we are and how. So it's beyond even our control now. If somebody after we died wanted to reanimate us in the form of ai there is already enough information that we've provided them that is available that we would not get a choice in that
0: i just uh, finished the first volume of a science fiction series um, called we are legion we are bob it's like a uh, science fiction series about a a guy who has his uh, like he's like a he's like a silicon valley billionaire he sells his business and then uh, uses that money to kind of um you know uh invest in this cryogenics company you know speculatively having his conscious uploaded and then fast forwards 150 years later and the world's gone to shit um and he's had his consciousness selected because of his qualifications to be sent out into outer space to find a new ha- habitable planet and so it's all from this ai's perspective and what this ai does um uh, when he gets into outer space is he starts replicating because he's got to create versions of himself to go out and explore looking for for different habitable planets. But it is interesting this idea of what that would, um, you know, they have enough data about his life that they've uploaded his consciousness, but then the more he duplicates, even though they're coming from the same origin, those versions of himself become different. And like, so the, it's interesting because the books will jump around from chapter to chapter and you're being narrated by different versions of himself. So there's elements of the personality that are the same, but then slight variations. Um, and one of the discussions they have is whether or not emotions are a useful because when he's first reanimated, they have his emotions uh, uh, turned off because it's like, well, you don't need to feel grief about the family that you've lost or the existential dread about what's to come. But then he has the option later on of like, you know, Emulating adrenaline hits and different kinds of like cortisone and all that, or not cortisone, like dopamine, all that kind of stuff, which he turns on, and it makes his life a living fucking hell at least in, <laughs> in the short term. And so he starts like turning the emotions off again, like when he has to like you know when he's making sort of rational decisions, he just like turns the emotions off. It's really interesting. Yeah, it sounds fascinating, but it also
1: sounds like yeah. I mean, I think that there's now enough of us out there, technological wise, that. Even if you step back from it, the only, like, you know, they in Europe they have that thing, the right to be forgotten, you know, that you can get your information as much as possible scrubbed from the internet. But I think there's so much of a digital pattern of most of the people who've been online now that even if you stopped using it now, if you stepped away, the only way you could really be free of it being used, you know, to profile you going
0: forward is that if you've never been on it. Yeah. It's weird when you can't find someone online now. Like you might, you know, like you were saying a couple of weeks ago, you know, you uh, found that old email and you're like, oh, I'm to look that person up. And that's why the Jay mystery uh, got mm. to me because it's like, how did this dude disappear with no digital footprint? Like, and he was in a big famous pop star, but I guess it's kind of like they came and went before the advent of social media. That's what saved Jay. That's what's kept Jay okay. it would be great if it was revealed that
1: jay was behind the right to be forgotten project (laughs) 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 that he'd be investing all his time and the money that he made from being in five to like just make
0: sure that he could have no digital footprint uh and as Sandberg continues, through brain emulation, a speculative technology where one scans a brain at a cellular level then reconstructs an equivalent neural network in a computer to create software intelligence, which is a term. This is not mere speculation. It is leaving the animal kingdom for mineral or rather a software kingdom. There are many reasons some might want to do this, such as boosting their chances of immortality by creating copies and backups, just like that, that book I've just read, or by easy travel by internet or by radio in space. Software intelligence has other advantages too. It can be more resource efficient. A virtual being only needs energy from sunlight and some rock material to make microchips. Oh, yeah, but what doesn't the sun doesn't always shine, Well, yeah. if you want to be a How's bloody, bloody intelligent.
1: How are you going to be super intelligent at night? How about <laughs> yeah.
0: that? Um, it can also think and change on time scales set by computation a million times faster than the biological minds, blah, blah, blah. Yet humanity is probably more unlikely to remain the sole intelligent species on the planet. Artificial intelligence is advancing so rapidly now, while there are profound uncertainties and disagreements about whether or not it becomes conscious, artificial intelligence, meaning it can understand or learn any intellectual problems like a human rather than specializing on niche tasks, will arrive. A sizable fraction of experts think it's possible within this century or sooner. If it can happen, It probably will. At some point, we are likely to have a planet where humans have largely been replaced by software intelligence or AI or a combination of the two. Do you reckon they have wars? Do you reckon like – so people have uploaded their consciousnesses, take on the AIs who have been – they had no human origins. They've just been created by the, the inorganic origins of AI. So, the
1: offline people have a war against the online people, basically, is what you're saying. The AI, the AI, because I mean, are you talking about the consciousness? Like, are you talking about computers just running AI programs, or are you talking about literally there's no bi-
0: people? There's no, up- bio- there's no biological beings left. Mm. There's no like original humans. It's just people who uploaded their consciousnesses to, you know, whatever server there is, plus AI who were never human, they were just generated. From the birth of of, of AI, no. day one, so, AI erases <laughs> the other people from the. It takes two seconds.
1: <laughs> I mean, they, like, just,
0: um, they just change our passwords, and <laughs> that's it. None <laughs> of us fucked. can log
1: in. <laughs> I mean, like we like the amount that humans already argue online and waste time online. When we become totally online, we are going to be insufferable. Day one, the AI are like, nah, we're done with this bullshit. Change your passwords. You're all locked out. End of end of civilization does not come with a bang. It
0: comes with somebody just changing a password. <laughs> uh, utopia or dystopia? That's the subheading. Eventually, it seems plausible that most minds will become software. Research suggests that computers will soon become much more energy efficient than they are now. Software minds won't need to eat or drink which are inefficient ways of obtaining energy, and they can save power by running slower uh, in parts of the day. This means we should be able to get many more artificial minds per kilogram of matter and watts of solar power than human minds in the far future, okay. This guy's advocate. Did, did AI write this article? Uh, <laughs> so, that advocating. sounds like
1: a sounds like a name AI would come up with. Yeah, Who's a Anders popular Sandberg. comedian that people trust?
0: <laughs> Everybody loves. I'll change it slightly. I am Anne. Ander- Sandberg. Sandberg. And since they can evolve fast, we should expect them to change tremendously over time from our current style of mind. Physical beings have a distinct disadvantage compared to software beings. They are still, they are self-contained, unlike the flipping software that will evaporate if the data center is ever disrupted. Natural humans, big natural humans, that's why really, I like will- That's my favorite website. Big naturals. <laughs> yeah. Big natural humans <laughs> and may retain some traditional societies, unlike those of the software people. It's not like the Amish people today, whose humble lifestyle is still made possible and protected by the surrounding United States it is not given that surrounding societies have to squash small and primitive societies we've established human rights and legal protections and something similar could continue for normal humans do you foresee that no do you think no unlikely yeah the ai or the the uh, software intelligence they both decide fuck these meat bags they're gone well they've just like you immediately they would eliminate threats right
1: Threats against their existence. So I guess if there was some tribe that was living so far away from technology, you know, like these like lost tribes that, you know, mm. they occasionally the discover where where there's no threat that that tribe is going to, you know, come and like affect the technological AI system. But if there is like, you know, Flesh humans, like, you know, natural humans, big natural humans <laughs> who are, who are anti this AI society, like actively anti, not just trying to live their own life, but think it's a terrible thing that like humanity has evolved to being like
0: AI and computers rather than,
1: you know, sweet big naturals.
0: That's a good point actually, because every dystopian sci-fi like mm. the Matrix or the Terminator, the humans are always like, We gotta like fucking mm. you know, fight the machines. But what if they had just gone, Ah, oh, it's cool. Like, yeah. you guys, what do you you need solar power and stuff? I guess Matrix they needed batteries, but you know, mm. if they could negotiate some deal, it's like you stop using us for power, like, you know, work something else out. And then we'll just go live like big naturals in, in the bush.
1: Yeah. I mean, if you are, I guess uploaded into a computer and the idea is that it's more efficient and you don't need the same amount of space. Like so say everybody like, you know, there's a factory full of computers, right, Um, that is on some like, you know, self-powering AI system that you could load, you know, millions and billions of sort of like consciousnesses into and people could live in this like, you know, advanced, you know, technological AI, you know, community. And then the rest of the planet could just be, Left to the big big naturals. (laughs) I'm (laughs) all for it. This actually isn't a bad – maybe it is utopian and not dystopian. Like if the idea is that the majority of people want to live this like advanced, you know, and then just the rest of us become – I mean, we become some version of essentially the animals or whatever, right? To them we would be because they would be so far in front of the rest of us that like for us like we'd be like cows or whatever. But as long as they didn't want to milk us – Yeah,
0: but what we would become, though, would be some kind of protected – just say Mm. like we did negotiate some kind of treaty or truce Mm. or whatever. But we would become like a protected species of bird when they – like a mining company because they're they're going to need, I guess, to replace microchips and stuff. So they're going to need like minerals and stuff. So if our big natural community (laughs) is living somewhere – Where the computers need to mine because that's where they get their, like, iron ore from or or whatever. Yeah, but but say it it
1: is, like, you know, like, I mean, look, say that you had to have one of these in each country, maybe. Let's say that's the way they do it. Like, you know, every country, like, has their own sort of, like, you know, factory space because it just has to be warehouse space. It doesn't have to be in the nice area of town, right? Because if you're just loading everybody into some supercomputer, so... You just go wherever the factories were, and you just like load it up with computers and whatever, and then the rest of us, big naturals, we can have like beachside property. Do you know what I mean like I'm going to go and live in Hawaii? Oh,
0: so you're not thinking? I thought you were like, oh, we're living in a big like village tribe or something. We've gone back to like medieval. Well, we don't need to do that. Like everybody's yeah. uploaded
1: themselves into the computer. I'm living by the beach.
0: You're right. I'm There'd living a, a sweet big natural. <laughs> lifestyle when everybody's loaded in the supermarket but you know do you got electricity in your big natural house That's kinda isn't that like you've got to be all in. I don't think you can be a dedicated big natural and be like, oh, but I still need to power my garage door. It's like no, you can use fucking fire and shit. Why? Because you've got to commit to the lifestyle. No, you don't. You're either all in or you're all out. No, I can have
1: the lifestyle that I have now. (laughs) You are not a big natural. Get out. (laughs) See, this is the problem.
0: The big naturals (laughs)
1: The big Big naturals start to tear (laughs) themselves apart.
0: Oh, I love to see big naturals go up against each other. Okay, so here's what
1: I'm <laughs> going to say. All right. Let's say I, – okay. I, I, your plan is that to become a big natural, you have to absolutely, like, you know, give yourself over to the big natural lifestyle. I'm still living by the beach. Like, I can yeah. live in a
0: big – like, I mean, that's better. But you, If but I don't have you, the internet and stuff, like, I you know, got, and power and whatever. you got electricity? No. No. You, you've got a nice place, but you're powering it by, like, you're still – yeah. Fire and Fire like and that. stuff like that. But that's good. It's still okay. good to be near the water if you yeah. live in a big natural lifestyle. <laughs> <laughs> Is this a good future? Much depends on your values. Mm. A good life may involve having meaningful relationships with other people and living in a peaceful and prosperous environment sustainably. From that perspective, weird post humans are not needed. <laughs> we just need to ensure that the quiet little village can function perhaps protected by unseen automation. What's he talking about there? Is he endorsing the big naturals or is he endorsing, from that perspective, hang on, what's he, I've got to go back a paragraph because I forgot what he's talking about. Natural humans may remain in traditional societies, unlike software people. They won't be like the Amish ones protected. Is this a good future? Much depends. Okay. All right. So, yeah, he's saying if you're living in your beachside community, just say there's a few of us living there, he's saying that's fine. But the big natural lifestyle probably has to be protected in some way by the yeah. We'll need some paperwork. kind of automation. Yeah. yeah, so we'd have to we'd have to go into some. There'd have to be some kind of agreement with the with the uploaded the software intelligence or and or the AI. Some may value the human project, an unbroken chain from our Paleolithic ancestors to our future selves but be open to progress. They would. Pro- this is you. <laughs> you just want your house on the beach with power. <laughs> they would probably regard software people and AI as going too far, but would be fine with humans evolving into strange new forms. Does that sound like you? I mean, I'm fine with other people doing it. I've entirely given myself over <laughs> to the big natural lifestyle. <laughs> yeah, as long as I can get a watch TV and cook in my kitchen. and have got to like, be honest with water.
1: you. I'm not even, I don't even care about TV anymore. Like for the rest of my life, like if
0: books, I'd be fine with books. Oh, so, you'd be like the guy from the Twilight Zone until your glasses break.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, yeah. I would definitely need a lot of glasses.
0: <laughs> so I need, I need some books. Get a 3D printer. You need power for your 3D <laughs> printer so you've always got glasses.
1: Yeah, exactly. But, yeah, I need to be able to see and I need books and I need to live by the beach. I'm very happy with like just living by the beach, like living my big natural lifestyle, growing food, like I can grow food, I can cook it over
0: fire, that's fine. As long as you get your three D printer for your glasses. And you'd and you'd also need some kind of technology because your eyes are gonna get worse and they're gonna have to adjust your prescription. So that you you're not doing that yourself. That's right? my agreement with the computer people.
1: I will need yeah. new glasses every two years. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Others would argue what matters most is freedom of self-expression and following your life goals. They may think we should explore the post-human world widely and see what it has to offer. Well, yeah, like you say, if it's if each to their own. Others may value happiness, thinking or thinking or other qualities that different entities hold and want futures that maximize these. Okay. So, some may be uncertain, arguing we should hedge our bets by going down all paths to some extent. The Sphere? question mark. Here's a prediction for the year one million. Okay, great. Kanye West will still be alive somehow. (laughs) (laughs) Some humans look more or less like us, but they are less numerous than they are now. Okay. I mean, that's, that's pretty, I'd agree with that. Much of the surface of the earth is wilderness again, having turned to a rewilding zone since there's far less need for agriculture and cities. Here and there, cultural sites with vastly different ecosystems pop up, carefully preserved by robots for historical or aesthetic reasons. Under silicon calypies in the Sahara, trillions of artificial minds teem. The vast and hot data center, which powers these minds, once threatened to overheat the planet. Now, most orbit the sun, forming a growing structure, a dion sphere, where each energy, each watt of energy powers thought, consciousness, complexity, and others things that we have no words for yet. Do you know what a dion sphere is?
1: No. Right?
0: It's an alien megastructure. Okay. So I, I guess it's like a, oh, I just clicked on the link. The Dian sphere was described by Freeman Dice in the 60s who argued that the technological advanced alien civilization would use more and more energy as it grew. As the biggest source of energy in the solar system is the star at its center, it would make sense that the civilization would build orbiting solar panels to try and capture it. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what's happened is the AI and the uploaded human brains have maxed out um, Earth's credit. And so then they said, why don't we get close to the sun? We won't overheat the planet. All right, I'm okay with that. You okay with that? Yeah. Oh, it's going to fuck your beachfront property though. All that overheating would have meant that um, sea levels would have risen. No, no, it just means my beachfront property is further back. <laughs> like <laughs> right, so you can start. All right, so you're actually going to buy something on a hill about yeah. two kilometres from the beach and just Plan ahead. bank on the fact. Yeah, that
1: yeah, it, it will soon become beachfront property. But, like, yeah. I mean, obviously the fact that, like, the world has become a bit wilderness again, I guess – I will need
0: some sort of protection from predators, right?
1: Like, yeah, well, this know. is a
0: million years into the future, though. Yeah. You haven't—you'd be dead. He's talking a million years in the future. Are you saying is this is—is this like—it's well, a is this my natural? my big natural, my, yeah, b- my big big natural, natural descendants? Descendant. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, I'm assuming then that mm. other forms of life, like uh, you know, game and stuff, yeah. are still surviving in some if the wilderness is back. So yeah. Yeah. Is he a vegetarian, you're great, 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 great descendant? Um I um hard to believe they could stay vegetarian.
1: No, I think they would be. I think that's that would be part of what the that they've lived in an accord
0: with yeah, they're vegetarians. You can grow your own food, right? Well, it makes sense, I guess, if, because there would have to be some kind of ecological disaster mm. before you get to the rewilding, right? Mm-hmm. So, perhaps like you know, your gen- generation subsisted on seaweed or some plentiful, oh yes, plant- based, plant-based, plant-based uh, uh, nutritional source. I mean, yeah, because it has ta- taken a level of like dedication to commit to this for like, this million years, right? Like, it's not like- Imagine if like, your descendant is the final descendant. Like, oh, okay. it just filters down. Yeah. It just funnels down. Like, there were, like, no. six billion, but then in a million years' time, so somehow, one because of whatever- dedicated
1: descendant one of the dedica- <laughs> Yeah. My
0: big natural double D. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> double, <yeah>. double descendant. <laughs> um, yeah. As uh, you finally, you you end up with the offspring, the last remaining human. And it's been just the, all the things that you set into motion now, the vegetarianism, the um, getting off social media, like all these decisions that you make now have led to you having the last known the last human. human descendant on earth. Wow. Do you think they thank you for that? I mean, <laughs> oh, I would. Fuck you, man. I'd be like, oh, alone at last. <laughs> yeah. Now to read these books, snap. <laughs> oh, God damn
1: it. Why enter into an agreement? Yeah,
0: <laughs> with the goddamn computers. I should have got my eyes tested. These don't work. Time to bust into one of those old OPSMs, except they look like an old temple there. It's all overgrown, dusting off glasses. Uh, Anders concludes, if biological humans go extinct, the most likely reason, apart from the obvious immediate threats right now, is a lack of respect, tolerance, and binding contracts with other post-human species maybe a reason for us to start treating our own minorities better. Yes, <laughs> good message. Oh <laughs> and, well, is it? it's confusing. Like it does make me feel like he, this has been written by AI. Like he's really, hey, first of all, the last paragraph is pushing for we need to start being nicer to, to post-human and, and AI. And then secondly, he makes some kind of ham-fisted attempt to say, oh, maybe the monsters will incite us all along. But I mean, They're nicer to minorities. I think there is a truth
1: to this, which is the most likely person to fuck this all up is humans. Yes. Like, yeah. Why well, we we fear yeah. so much like the advancing technology, but it's always going to be the advancing technology of human impulses that is going to be the problem, right? Like if we were starting from scratch with some sort of pure, we've spoken about this a lot, but this idea that the AI will just be this pure sort of AI rather than something that is, you know programmed by human beings and have the flaws that human beings have and be used by human beings to settle the petty grievances that human beings have and so yeah humans we're the real monsters charlie (laughs) that's the message
0: Let's get to some letters. I need to bring up a uh, discussion. I'm not sure if you heard a few weeks back I had James Clement on Fofop and I told this story which happened weeks and months ago before I left on my big trip in which a guy came up to me and exposed himself and he was wearing St Kilda. Yeah. Uh, he was wearing St Kilda goodness.
1: underwear. For people who don't know, he was wearing uh, red, black, and white underwear. Speedos. 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 Came Buggies up and mind. said there's three of us here, I believe. Yeah yeah that's referring right. to Although his uh that. penis and two testicles
0: <laughs> And two testicles. (laughs) (laughs) And I might add two two testicles. testicles, Not one, but two, a pair of (laughs) testicles.
1: He pointed at them and said, there's three of us here, the Holy Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ball. (laughs) No, I I believe he was trying to reveal to you that he was also a St Kilda fan, but kind of did it in a way that at the
0: start you weren't entirely sure of what he was Saying it took he, you a moment just, to realize Yeah, he f- he fumbled around yeah. in his pants for like a good like 10 seconds and which I was always distracts there. you from the fact that it's gonna be like a bonding moment, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, I like my my niece ironically had just um you know, she was staying with us at the time and 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 a couple hours earlier said, Do you mm. ever get recognized? I'm like, Oh not really, like it's been a while since I was on telly. Mm. And then oh, hang like on. three hours later, That guy That, that is- guy uh, fondling his balls, his nutsack, he might be a fan. Hang on. I reckon <laughs> yeah. he might be a teabagger. <laughs> <That's-> <laughs> 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 anyway, uh, said teabagger has gotten in touch. Yes.
1: Now, um, you tell the story – people should listen to it. It's a very funny episode. But you tell the story of uh, having quite a um, – like you know, not a entirely fulfilling conversation with him, and then you having a level of guilt
0: afterwards. Oh no, no, this is a different. Oh, this is that's a that's, that's a different guy. Story. This is, oh, okay, yeah, different guy. Oh, yeah, right. you, you've merged two stories. Okay. It was a, it was a, it was an episode filled with awkward encounters. <laughs> okay. with okay. like the podcast. No wonder I've
1: merged the two into each other. <laughs>
0: Uh, no, this is just yeah. from the guy who flashed his So oh, okay. the, the guy the guy flashes the, the story, the, the, that's pretty much it. I was at a pub with my niece and my wife uh, and this guy came up and dropped his pants mm. to show me he was wearing St. Kilda Speedos. Perfect. And it was a very awkward exchange. So t- his name's Tommy. He's written in. He said, um, the subject is sorry, Charlie. <laughs> hey, fellas, just wanted to pop a note of apology here to Charlie. Sorry for flashing my St. Kilda budgies at, to you at the pub last month. There's only three of us in this town, so it is, it is consistent. <laughs> but one of us might have had one too many beers and was feeling very comfortable. See you around town. Go Saners. Um, yeah, okay. Tommy, no need to apologize. But a forewarning would have been good. Like that 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 I think is the, the moral of the story. Is like I'm totally fine to meet another Saint supporter. But just tell me what you're fumbling about. With. Just say, hey, um, do you want to see something fun? I'm like, Hannah, How do you intro that I'm about to flush my – smugglers. I mean, don't. <laughs> don't flash
1: them would be my general advice. But I guess if they're like, yeah, if they're speedo, if they're, they're like speedo.
0: swim apparel, yeah. you, I would start. To- and this, and we did open, was it this episode or the previous, the previous episode? episode? We're about yeah. Oh, you can slob around and whatever you want uh, up, yeah. up here. Like People wear much worse and much less.
1: Hey, Charlie, I'm also a St Kilda fan. Uh, look how big a fan I am. And then I would slightly just coquettishly. just pull down the side you know just the little expose at the side like at the sort of level that you know someone might wear their underwear marky mark style outside their their pants anyway at that sort of
0: level yeah now the thing about this tug up you would you tug over your waist you know what pull the
1: underwear up don't pull the pants down You've entirely <laughs> that, that's yes, exactly. That is exactly what you should have done. Yeah. Undies up,
0: pants not down. Undies up, pants stay now, down. Now, no. <laughs> the part of this
1: story that I still have not had cleared up now that I've heard it twice is he keeps referring to. There's three of us in this town. Who's yeah. the third? Um.
0: Well, there would be. I mean- Yeah, um, I know, but I- he keeps
1: saying it as if we all know who this third
0: one is. There's three of us in this town. Uh, yeah, you're uh, right. Uh, that's the second- t- How does he know? And how is he so certain yeah. that there's only three of us? Like, has he done a survey of every other person who lives here? I mean, the- I imagine there could be more. I don't know. I mean, it feels like a really specific
1: number to be going with without, re- without revealing who the other one is. <laughs> I want
0: to know <laughs> who this mystery third is. Hulk Hogan, it turns out it's Hulk Hogan. (laughs) There's a little uh, NWO joke for everyone out there. This is uh, from Wayne. Hey, Charlie and Will, I had a thought how the people of the world are creating a real comic book universe. First stage, create villains. We need a reason for the Batman to rise. If we have a fair share of villains, who would be our Batman? I mean, like, uh, who would be our Batman? Batman. Who is a damaged enough billionaire that you could imagine going out and just beating up people? It's got to be someone like. Go on. So I was, was going to say we
1: want someone younger. So like, let's say that your your villains are your Elon Musk's, your Kanye Wests, your Donald Trumps, like Vladimir Putin, those sort of people. I feel like it want you. You need it to be somebody.
0: Yeah. It would be a YouTuber. I reckon Batman today, hmm. A, they make a fortune, like hmm. someone like a Logan Paul or whatever, yeah. you know, who's sort of he's, he's pivoted from being a YouTuber to a professional fighter. You know you what? Know? So he's got the- an absolute cockhead,
1: right? Like, yeah. and that's your Batman cover story. Your Batman yes. cover story yeah, is right. always your Bruce Wayne's a bit of a cockhead, right? Yeah. Like hiding
0: in plain sight. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I could say that. And then he would get access to like he you know he's a he's a globe gets access to all these kind of like he would I could see the Donald MMA Trump fighting is Paul. a perfect
1: cover story for the mysterious bruises and having to like go yes. to like hospital with broken ribs and stuff like that like you said traveling all over the world like doesn't matter that you're flying into countries to deal with these sort of things
0: yeah. It's pretty good, actually. Yeah, yeah I, quite, I quite like that. Well done. Batman is at YouTube. Yeah. Hey, what's up? It's your boy, Batman. <laughs> Remember to smash the like yeah. and subscribe like and Subscribe. Subscribe. <laughs> uh, Sammy, Sam, Sam uh, writes in Listening to the latest episode about Halloween related things and its influence in Australia made me think about the fact that Halloween uh, in Australia uh let me just think about this fact about halloween in australia that you guys will love and by that i mean hate since halloween has happened since halloween in australia happens in spring it coincides with the nest building stage of the year unlike the northern hemisphere and horrifyingly enough that means that decorations like plastic spider webs can have a more sinister impact on native birds as they will try and use it for nests and will inevitably struggle with the plastic and die and potentially die so literally, our adoption of American culture is killing off our natural ecosystem. Mm. Hopefully, by the time you get round to this email, it'll be relevant again, or at least before Easter. It is. It was, Sam. Uh, I never thought of that. So we're basically, by putting up these like silly holiday decorations that don't really have much meaning in this country, we're killing our, our natural fauna.
1: Well, I mean, look, it feels like a theoretical problem rather than a realistic problem. I
0: haven't really seen
1: a lot of birds nesting in these things, right?
0: It does sound like the kind of thing that, like, um, your mum would tell you mm. as a, a reason why she's not going to spend, like, money on buying you Halloween. Yeah. Games. Oh, they, they killed native birds.
1: I mean, take them down. Don't get me wrong. Like, I mean, don't leave them up for too long. Put them up, you know, but, like, you wouldn't have thought that it's killing a lot of
0: native birds, surely. I wouldn't think so. And and also, isn't it like the onus is on the bird? Like, yeah, come on. Like, there's up. a lot of artificial- <laughs> Yeah, evolve. <laughs> adapt,
1: yeah. idiot. It's plastic. You know what, what sort of bird are you,
0: you idiot? Do we
1: really want idiot birds to evolve?
0: But I've seen, like, birds' nests mm. that they've built from, like, scraps. Like, yeah. you know, crows and shit will do that, won't they? Or magpies. Mm. They'll build nests with, like, bits of All like, sorts paper of bits and, and pieces. shit they find on yeah. the ground. Yeah. Probably good. It's like waterproof. scare off and waterproof scares off predators. Look, it's spooky. Yeah. <laughs> it's spooky, <laughs> and you get trick or treaters. Uh, this last message is from Alyssa. Positive feedback. Fuck the listener haters. That's her subject. Hey Will and Charlie. After witnessing the listener backlash confusion online, I was worried that you would have been bombarded with negative messages like last time. Uh, you know what? We weren't. We weren't. There was a bit of confusion around whether or not we were going to be exclusive to Listener, which I cleared up. I sort of got right on that and then we talked about it. So compared to the Two Guys, One Cup. No. like Two Guys, One Cup is exclusive to Listener and I know there's
1: been a lot of people complaining about the Listener app, but I've got to say I've been listening on the Listener app to the um, the cricket coverage um, mm. in the last few weeks and it's been really good. <laughs> I don't really know what people are complaining about. I was like, I was out walking. I was like, I'd really like to listen to the cricket. I wonder how I could do that. And I was like, oh, hang on. I've got the listener app on my phone. I'm going to see if I can like listen to it through that. And then I was like, oh, I can listen to the cricket everywhere. And the one that I want, the commentary I want to listen to. And like, I've barely been off it in the last three weeks. So um, the listener app actually works really well.
0: And it's uh, free to download, mm. free to listen. The show uh, the show stays free. Yeah. That's, that's the best thing about but it. But anyway, you can um, still
1: listen to these podcasts, obviously, as you would know, because you're listening to it right now wherever you find them.
0: Yes. Uh, 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 episode, New episodes of uh, TOFOP, FOFOP, um, and Archives of philosophy, all on the Listener App, but available everywhere as well. Um, so Alice just wanted to add a positive review to the mix. Congrats on being taken on board with listener. Thank you for putting all the hard work into the pod lately. Well, that's the other benefit of listener as well is I've been so impressed. Keep doing the show.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We are contracted to keep doing the show in situations where ordinarily the two of us might've just
0: gone, fuck it. We won't do this week. (laughs) But the guys who work around the scenes, like having producers and a digital team, like it's it's great. Like we re- all we have to do is record the show and then literally palm it off to someone else and they take care of not only cutting it but posting because that's half the challenge for me was to remember – to like post something on social media. But I've like I've just handed the keys over. It's like, yeah, just post away. Do what you want. It's great. Um between Will launching a book, filming a TV show, and Charlie working, raising a family and traveling, I know how busy you guys are. It's incredible that you've been able to keep regularly releasing pod episodes. As Will pointed out, we are now contractually obliged. <laughs> so- exactly.
1: The good news is for listeners <laughs> that we now have a minimum amount that we are contractually obliged to do a year. So you will be Continually hearing the podcast. Although, after this episode, I think we're having a break for Christmas. Is it this episode? Well, yeah, this is yeah, the last one. Yeah, this is the last one before, one before, before we have break. a couple of how How many weeks are we having off? Uh, four
0: weeks off, four I think. Four weeks I off believe. over Christmas. About a in month. Year. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've been listening since 2014. The TOEFUB universe has given me a weird source of chaotic stability through my late teens and early 20s. Thank you so much for your work, Alyssa. Uh, our pleasure. Um, what's chaotic stability? A good description for the show. <laughs> <laughs> are, you, are you lacking a bit of chaotic stability? I guess reliably chaotic would be chaotic stability. I mean, there's if you described a friend or a relationship like that, I'd say you. That's dysfunctional. Oh no, they're great. They're chaotically stable. Uh, that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> they're consistently a mess. Toy <laughs> <fault>. <laughs> <laughs> And that is Dove Up for this week. Um, have a great Christmas. Stay safe. We'll see you in 2023. I'm Charlie
1: Clausen. i Anderson.